welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. You guys, what a summer it's been. Ah, the highs, the lows, the heat, the sweat. The breeze. Summer breeze. Summer breeze. Oh, that is okay. I was like, I don't know what other breeze. That's what we're covering now, baby. It's all (laughs) yacht rock. This is a format switch. Yep. We are finishing up our theme summer as we have listened to all of the Family Values albums and we're closing it out with Family Values Tour 2006. Today we're going to talk all about this album. We're also going to kind of do an overview of our thoughts on the whole. Family values experiment, experience, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, get all into that. But before we do, we got to talk about a few things. First, we got to talk about who's repping the roach. Who's repping the roach? Who is? Corn and Allison Chains are on tour right now. Yep. And this lineup is dividing people. Jenny, Matt, (laughs) you guys are all corn. No Allison Chains. That's cr- that is correct. Absolutely. I know a gentleman in Pittsburgh. He went for Allison Chains. Bolted the moment Corn took the stage. His loss. Bolted. Bolted. I said, "What's the heck?" And then it turned into an entire conversation on Instagram where he was like, "I'm sorry, I just don't find Corn to be a credible band." I was like, "What, what? is going not on?" A credible band. They're an incredible band band. there it is there it is so anyway exactly the kind of mom support that you can expect here yeah i never told anybody this but every single member of corn is my son oh wow oh my god i'm much older than i sound anyway they uh, recently played wow anyway anyways all right so corn and allison chains played a show at uh dte home of some of the greatest fries in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, none of us were able to go. I was in you Florida. Know. Matt was in Florida. I was here in Indiana. And Jenny, you said, I can't get changed. I just can't do it. And so we missed out. But we got a text. Jenny, you got a text. I did. I got a text from uh, one of my former coworkers. I said, hey, you at Allison Chains and Corn?" And I said, no. He said, well, I just saw somebody here and they're in a roach coat shirt. So I said, roach coach. And they asked if you were here. And I said, no. And they said it was a bummer. (laughs) So it turns out that was Roach Rider for Life, Dan Musselman. Life, Dan Musselman. We first met Dan Musselman at Corn. That's right. And he was out repping the roach. He was, I mean, the fact that he was seen by Jenny's friend. I mean, the world's colliding on this. Incredible. Musselman has, to this day, one of the smoothest concert moves I've ever seen, where he pulled a flask from his sock and offered it to us. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was a move of a gentleman. Absolutely. So shouts to Dan Musselman, putting in the work, repping the roach of Corn, Alice in Chains, by all accounts. If you're there for Corn, if you're there for Alice in Chains, if you're there for both, they fucking crushed it. Shouts to all of them. Jenny, we got a new segment. It's called Who Has Good News? Who Has Good News? Who does? Well, I'll tell you what. It's vocalist Mark Hunter. He's Chimerica's Chimerica. 
Chimera's vocalist, uh, he underwent successful thyroid cancer surgery. Fuck yeah, dude. Good news. That is good news. Glad to hear that for Mark. Hope that he makes a full recovery so you get back up on that stage and rock some faces. Yes. God bless Chimerica. Indeed. Chimerica and Chimera. And then we don't have a... I guess this is called Who's Appearing in Video Game Form? Who's in Video Game Form? Who? <laughs> don't edit a moment I of won't, this. I won't edit a moment of this out. So, um, <laughs> as Jenny looks for the the part that we're at on the on the, our document, no, I'm uh, oh. looking at it, but I'm trying to guess who it is without like oh oh without it being blown. Is it? I see that it says corn. Corn is playing a live concert in Adventure Quest 3D later this month, but like. What is this that I'm looking at? That was what my what is about, not like. Oh, okay. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, all I know is that corn. I, I guess this concert at this point, as we're recording this, has happened uh, because we got multiple, multiple and messages from various Roach Riders letting us know that corn was going to be in this video game. I got personal texts from friends who said, "I think this is important to you," and I said, "Thank you." And then, uh, yeah, and then a friend of the show, Travis Pelto, sent me uh, an article basically recapping the entire concert, which apparently ruled, because that's all Korn does when they're in concert, because they are, as Jenny said, an incredible band. They are. I just was very distracted by this giant dreadlocked machine man. He looks a little like the guy. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was Mm -hmm. thinking. Yeah, but why, But the guy would never hang out with Corn, because I mean, you're right, he might. So thank you everyone who let us know about uh, that incredible, um, groundbreaking moment in the history of of both music and video games. Have we congratulated Corn guitarist Monkey yet? We have not. Matt, new segment. Who's congratulating Monkey on the new baby, Matt Nas? Hey, Monkey, it's me. Congratulations, Monkey. Uh, His wife and him just celebrated the birth of their brand new daughter on August 8th. Heart era Schaefer. Mother and baby look to be doing A-OK. Congrats. Congrats to Monkey. He's now a family of five. His two little boys and now a little girl. Very nice. Guys, back in the days, we did a Pressure 4 or 5 episode, and we got a little bit of feedback. We sure did. Over on Facebook, Nick Fenton says, finish the episode, and I'm a little annoyed with you guys. Oh, shit. What Although do do? it's free content, so how annoyed can I be? Good self-awareness there. Uh, but this is genuine garbage. It's generic in sound and lyric. The singer sounds like John Everyman, and the music is uninspired background noise. Got to tear this apart like things you've done in the past and be consistent. And we responded, says, please report to the principal's office. Please do. Please do. Jax Lawson said, Pressure 4-5 has inadvertently given us the new metal Bechtel test. A, is a woman mentioned on the album? B, using language your high school principal would approve of? C, does she make it out of the album alive? <laughs> that, that's a tough test for a lady. Oh, man. Thank yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jax. As always, a Duke Cannon says, oh, fucking gross. I couldn't stand this band, so bland in the lyrical content was duty. 
how these guys got a record deal was beyond me. Over hey guys, at, uh, yeah, uh, before we go on, mm-hmm. I need to make an announcement. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I put um a while ago, I said, "Hey, we're going to give away this magazine signed by Drowning Pool, yeah. all, all members yeah. except the uh the lead singer who unfortunately passed." Uh Congratulations to Duke Cannon. Oh, congrats. You, Duke. I, put, I put it into a randomizer this morning and I was like, randomize. And number one on the list was Duke Cannon. Congratulations. Oh, you are the winner of the magazine signed by Drowning Pool. I will say life has peaks and valleys. A valley, perhaps, Pressure 4 5's content. A peak. Drowning Pool signed magazine. <laughs> what a roller coaster! What for a you, roller Duke. coaster, Duke! God, oh, I hope boy. you're having a good day. <laughs> I think he is now. Yeah. Uh, over on Instagram, Eric B Drums says, "Beat the World" was on every new metal mix CD I made in high school. I still get pumped when I hear that Bloopy Boy intro. Dude has some wicked screams. It's a shame they didn't use them more. Over on Twitter, Ryan. Uh, oh, Brian, I'm sorry. Murder Brian says, okay, moved on to another new metal podcast and they are figuring out the big four bands. It's 100% obviously Corn, Limp Biscuit, Deftones, and they're trying to figure out a fourth and it's Incubus, IMO. Roach Coach is actually good and I enjoy it. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Anytime we get an endorsement from someone named Murder Brian. Who says we're actually good. It says we're actually good. Hey, thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm fucking looking for praise, baby. Oh, I'm absolutely. thirsty for that praise. Oh, I'm a thirsty bitch. Oh, aren't boy. <laughs> Matt, aren't we all? So, um, uh, you know, oh, that's not it for who's tweeting. We got one last thing. So, uh, Jenny, as we know, your nuptials are quickly approaching. They sure are. It's coming up. You just had your bachelorette party. I did. You you played it cool. You took it easy. Mm-hmm. We're now getting RSVPs ro- rolling in. Yes. Some people can make it. Some people can't. Right. So some people that can't, you know, for some reason, some people can't make it because they've got a conflict. Some people can't make it because they're not invited because that's just how weddings work. Mm-hmm. So some people will send out a message and say, hey, you know what? Even though I can't make it, I'm going to send a message out to you. So we got a message that was sent to you and Mitch. And uh, Matt, you ready to play that now? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. this, is, this is a surprise to me. This is a surprise <laughs> message. Hey, Jenny and Mitch. This is Scooter from Cold. Wishing you guys the best of luck on your future and a beautiful marriage. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 Where? did that come from you can thank our friend and roach rider for life mr josh toomey <laughs> did, did we tell him i hate him <laughs> no he said he said we have a <laughs> toomey said i believe it's a long-running uh thing on the show i believe that's what he said oh yeah. no and he said yeah if you could just wish them a happy marriage and he did and uh, a little behind the scenes, Toomey sent that to me. I passed away. I'm a ghost now. Wow. <laughs> and You're then, dealing with two ghosts. And then I sent it to Matt, and Matt texted me, I'm dead. I'm well, a I'm, ghost I'm now. also dead. <laughs> We're and all dead. 
If one of you would be so kind as to send that to me so I could share it with Mitch. You got it. There will be four ghosts. Oh, boy. But I, so. I, was, I also, uh, and Toomey wanted to see your reaction, which is why I filmed it. Oh, I didn't even realize you were filming Yeah, I, I filmed. <laughs> that's I filmed your reaction. Well, now I feel bad. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Well, that was amazing. Well, now I like Scooter. Because <laughs> he was kind to me. I, I hope he has a great show. There you have it. And that is it for who's tweeting and who's surprising Jenny. Oh, which, my God. Uh, I'm, like, flushed. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, boy. Oh, man. Everybody at home, Jenny, you, you, I mean, you turned the reddest of red. It was incredible. Well, all I thought was all of the shitty fucking things I've said about this person who've done nothing to me. So... Mm. Mm. Except try to entertain you. I know. Well, look, who's not a piece of shit if anybody doing a show? Uh, uh, so, hey. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, keep on saying hello. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. If you are the member of a band and you would like to send well wishes to Jenny and Mitch, feel free to send them over. That'd be great. All right, album of the week, closing out our theme summer. It's the Family Values Tour 2006. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on December 26th, 2006. Whoa. Merry Christmas. Hard come down. Hard come down, dead of winter. Yeah, dead of winter, absolutely. Jenny, history with Family Values 2006. I was surprised to see that this was a thing. I had no idea that the family values went anywhere past like early 2000s. How about you? Same. I did uh, I did not know that this existed when we were planning this month. I was like, well, I mean, there's only three family values uh, CDs. And then I was blown away to find out there was a fourth one. I said, well, that came together for us very nicely. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I honestly was not aware... I'm trying to think of what I was doing in December of 2006 and uh, or even the summer of 2006 and I think I was I was just working in a lot and not paying attention to <laughs> this type of thing. So uh, yeah, I was not even aware the family values was still in existence at this point. Matt Nas. I was in full improv mode during this doing shows every week, every day I could driving 5 days a week to Ann Arbor from Shelby Township. I had no idea this was happening. Uh, so uh, on the Wikipedia, they have the whole list of all of the um, the tour dates of this tour, which ran from July 29th, 2006 in Antioch, Tennessee, all the way to September 20th. Oh, I'm sorry. September 20th, 2006 in West Palm Beach, Florida. The closing show in Virginia Beach, Virginia at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater was canceled. No reason given. Mm-hmm. No one knows why, uh, but they uh, they but did it rhymes with schmickit schmales. <laughs> what? Oh, well, well. Here's the thing, though. They did this tour. This tour sold four hundred thousand tickets. What? I watched the DVD accompaniment of this album, and they bring it up multiple times that they sold four hundred thousand tickets, and they were surprised which makes sense because at this point 
You know, I mean, corn is they're back. hard in the come down. I mean, you're hard in the come down. I'm trying to think what is what is the popular thing in 2006. Peter Bjorn and John. It's the big indie movement. Big indie. Grizzly Bear. Arcade Fire. Hardcore is still alive. Hardcore is alive. White belts all over the place. A lot of emo. Fall Out Boy. Also, Justin Timberlake, Future Sex Love Sounds. That's also 2006. So, yeah, it's a different era. Uh, They did play DTE uh, September 6th. I'm sorry, not September 6th. September 9th, 2006. Um, so they did, they did roll through town, but we were not, uh, not aware. Producer on this record, Jenny, who do we got? We've got, uh, Peter Katsis, the Peter. executive producer. Oh, executive producer. Okay. And, uh, genre tags. Very interesting. Yeah. Alternative metal, alternative rock and J rock. Don't get a new metal tag on this one. No new metal tag. Very interesting. To show though that uh, sales wise, this was not uh, did not do very well. It debuted at 102 on the Billboard 200. With only 14,300 units sold in its first week, uh, which is interesting because now if a band sold 14,000 copies of their album in their first week, they'd probably be in the top 10. It's interesting too because there are so there's a band from Michigan on this lineup, Walls of Jericho. Uh, they're a very Michigan-y band. They're, uh, they're singer lady named Candace, very kind woman. Mm. Uh, they were super popular at that time. And so was Bury Your Dead. Uh, so this is like kind of when like metalcore was like doing well and starting to come up. Walls of Jericho also was their metalcore band. So I wonder if this album had had a little more metalcore on it because it, not to be a spoiler, but it doesn't. I no. would have done a little better. That is a good question. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, because yeah, they said bullets and octane, barrier dead, and walls of Jericho. While on the tour, were not are not featured on this comp. This was a big thrift, a strange big thrift. Um, I got it from one of the most reputable eBay sellers, sixty nine Camaro Lover sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh for, shit, sixty nine yeah. Camaro Lover sixty nine. Yeah, and oh, uh, the best for Camaro or Chimera. Camaro. Okay. A Camaro. Sixty nine Camaro Lover sixty nine. Okay. Uh for a sweet ten dollars, which was pretty steep, but when it arrived, it was still in the original packaging. So go. I got that is. going for me. You got um, a new C D for ten bucks. I got a new C D for ten bucks. And if you notice this album cover, you know what? This is what I'm talking about. Let's get a little wacky. We've got a dollar bill. With crazy, exaggerated eyes on George Washington and a big open mouth like he's yelling. And it says above his head, holy shit. There it is. And it says above his head, stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. And then it lists all of the bands. I mean, I guess we don't. I, if we don't want to get too into who all the bands, but they have pictures of all the bands. Some of them look like promo pics. Some of them look like them just rocking the fuck out. And uh, it all has a green tinge to fit with the money theme. And uh, there's also a picture underneath the uh, CD of all the band uh, lined up on stage taking a big group photo. Happy as all heck to be there on Family Values 2006. It's a a very nice photo. It's a very good uh, good vibe. And and like I said, as we'll go through this, I did did watch the DVD. So I have a little behind-the-scenes info for you. On uh, just what went on 
at the old family values of six. The inner workings. Yeah. What uh what what about just diving into this bad boy? Let's do it. All right. The first track is from a band you might know called Corn. It's called Right Now. I'm hyped. Well, you, you want to get a little bit of vocal there? Sure. to hear this return to form in the Family Values Tour. I agree. And I also think this might be around the time that JD started to get his vocals on track and his performance on track. Mm-hmm. JD sounds real good. He's in the pocket. He is. And uh, it was very interesting to watch on the DVD. Corn. Uh, we we know we've all seen corn now a number of times, and when you go to a corn show now, there's a big curtain up front. You get the build up. It it feels real big, and it feels very, I don't want to say quite theatrical, but it's it's very big. And watching this set, literally, it starts off with David drumming, and then Monkey just sort of hops out, like, "Hey, I'm here. Hello, everybody." Like, just, like, really casual. Like, just, we're having fun. We're on Family Values. No big deal. And then Field just kind of just walks out kind of casual. And then JD walks out, and he gives them a wave, and they just start it. They just start, drop it in. Now, at this point, um, Head is no longer in the band. Uh, so they have a coterie of backup musicians hanging out in the wings and in the background of the uh, stage, dressed up as little bunnies. Uh, because they're doing the See You on the Other Side tour, which has a bunch of uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, theme. Yeah, so they all have bunny masks and what have you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but they uh, they sound pretty cool. I, I definitely felt they sounded not as big as they sounded on the 99 album um, when they had the full, you know, team 
but uh, I still thought they sounded good. And, you know, right now, that's from Take a Look in the Mirror. It's a crusher. Great way to open. Also, JD comes out in what I can only describe as a, the little black dress that uh, that Audrey Hepburn wears. And, uh, right. I forgot about that era. Breakfast yeah. and Bre- Tiffany's. Breakfast and Tiffany's, yeah. And I just thought, that's that. there you go. Very nice. There you go. All, All right. right. Up next, we've got our boys in corn again with Coming Undone. Matt Nas, you seem a little disturbed by this song. No, I'm 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 honestly not disturbed by the song as much as I'm interested in this mix. Compared to 2001, which was like so glossy and almost overproduced, this one seems a lot more raw, almost as if it's just a direct out from the board and an and a couple cr- mic crowds. Like Mm -hmm. excuse me mike's in the crowd not mike crowd a very nice guy (laughs) i imagine i love mike crowd mike's crowds have you on the mix (laughs) dude turn down mike crowd he speaks to the crowd not the crowd mike um and and it was just kind of interesting to hear that mix Mm -hmm. because corn is a great live band and that's a great recording of a live band but at the same time do I want it more polished? Here is a question that I would ask. Do they care at this point? Like, do they think anybody wants this? Well, I mean, because they made this. Okay, go ahead. Is they, it perfunctory? They, they made it, but there's like a bunch of like 10 years shit in the album liner. Right? What's all the 10 years stuff? Oh, that's the name of the band. Never mind. I was like, is this an anniversary? I forgot about this 10 years thing. <laughs> All right. My read was <laughs> You are the best. I am the worst. Uh, Lauren is D-E-D again. Uh, I, am, I have sorry, passed away twice. I guess twice. that's how they thought they were going to like draw you in. This 10 years. I'm like, what is this, an anniversary? What's going on here? But uh, I know they made this, but... Thinking back to 2006, like, who wants a family values? Like, are they putting in the same effort is what I'm saying. And and that's, I guess, why it caught my ears so starkly. Because hearing it, I was like, coming off of 01, which was just like crystal, like just hyper produced those yeah. static x songs might as well the album been the album cuts they're so clean 
Right. Whereas this this does. I mean, this just has the sound of you got a board recording. Fucking just master it and get it out. Who cares? We sold four hundred thousand tickets. We've already made our money. Right. This Don't spend just... more on mm. this album. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. Who knows? Maybe Peter's just like, I don't care. I, I mean, think he, it sounds fine. He's God. a music manager. He co-founded the management and production company Prospect Park and was a founding partner of the firm. Oh, wow. Okay. So, look, I don't know. But apparently Peter didn't want to put the time and care <laughs> into making it sound crisp. Well, I think that's why it's a dollar bill on the front, baby. It's a cash grab. Got to grab them cash. Stick it to the man. Stick Lauren, it to the man. What do you think? Uh, you know what? I I enjoyed the fact that it sounded so raw because it gave me more of like I'm there. There there definitely was a feeling on the 2001 where you you noticed that it was so clean that mm-hmm. it was kind of it pushed you out. And this one, I was once again getting those good vibes of like, oh yeah, this is what it was like. And then watching the DVD, I mean, the audio matches. So yeah, and it also like I said. The level of casualness that these sets all had, it really did feel more like, uh, and they, it, there's you know a lot of little interviews with everybody throughout the DVD, and they all basically are saying like, hey, it's just like a hangout, and we're all just barbecuing and having a good time. You get a little video of Monkey goofing around on a golf cart where he almost dies, and which they all think is hilarious. Uh, also, David at one point lists all the alcohol He's like listing all this alcohol off. He's like, yeah, we had like a bunch of beers and then some Jaeger and then some Oh, so he's white boy wasted. Well, he's listing all this alcohol and then he goes, and that's just me. And I'm like, whoa, David. Oh my gosh. Take it. Take it. Take a break, buddy. Yeah. So they, you know, they're just having a, a goofball time. Just, just hanging out, playing some tunes with friends for an audience. Also of friends. Family values. Family values. Lots of buds. All right. Mm. Up next. Here's <laughs> yeah, a, here's 420, a... baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I know all about 420. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Leaf, here's a band we haven't talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a band called Flyleaf doing I'm So Sick. So Flyleaf, first time showing up on the show. Jenny, thoughts on the leaf? You know, I have to say I do like her voice. 
I don't really like this song, but I could see myself liking it. I'm pretty sure this is from their first full-length album. I believe you're correct. Produced by none other than Howard Benson. Howie B. Howie B produced this. Um, I thought this song sounded really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that, like, she's got, like, kind of like a saccharine, like, that type of vocal just gets me. It kind of reminds me of maybe a little bit... I don't know if it's soccer mommy, mm. but there's like kind of a resurgence in yeah. like indie pop of this type of vocal that I enjoy. I think I think soccer mommy has it, and then also if you've listened to the um, Charlie Bliss has a little bit of it, although it's, mm. that's a little higher pitched. And then also mannequin pussy. If you listen, and snail mail has a little bit. Of snail it. That's mail. it. Snail mail is the one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think you nailed it, Matt. That's it. It's snail mail. Um, all Love of those that, like this <laughs> and yeah, I, um, I was very skeptical because my, um, only real knowledge of Flyleaf was that they were a Christian band, uh, who did come out of the Christian scene. Wasn't sure if these guys were really going to bring it. There's some other people on this album who don't bring it as much as this, but this is uh pretty good watching the, their performance on the DVD. The audience is there for Flyleaf. They're ready to go. They're like, give us that leaf. They drop it hard. Like, I never liked this song. I remember hearing it mm-hmm. um, at the time and being like, modern rock radio is dead because I'm very overdramatic. Uh, but it was like one of those things where it was like, let's see what 89X is playing. And then a Stone Temple Pilots song goes down and a Flyleaf song comes up. And I was like, not feeling it. But now... After all these years of listening to new metal, <laughs> we've beaten you down enough to be excited to hear Flyleaf. I it still wasn't wowed by the initial, like high pitched, but once she goes into it, I was like, "Whoa!" When she drops that scream, that's impressive. And then the band is on it. That is a tight band behind her. Let me tell you, watching them perform, they are. Interestingly enough, this this song sounds like this mix of we have some new metal elements in the drops, but we are in that emo white belt era. Uh, the bassist is just leaping around, jumping around, spinning around. I mean, maybe more metalcore, maybe also. What was also very impressive, uh, we didn't really get to hear any of it. Uh, Lisa, her name, her name is Lacey. Incredible growl, effortless. You watch some people when they're singing and it's like they're working hard to get that growl out. They get that scream. She can do it. She can do the highs. She can do the growl. It's all in there, man. Incredible instrument. So I, uh, you know, when I came out of that, I, I wrote in my notes, is Flyleaf legit? Because that's how I felt coming out of this song. I was like, all right, Flyleaf, you have my attention. <laughs> they're probably glad to hear that. All right. Ready for the next song? I'm ready, baby. <laughs> is it the anniversary? What is all this 10-year shit? <laughs> I forgot. Totally. <laughs> this was the name of the band. Uh, we got 10 years with the song Wasteland. Change my attempt. Good intentions.
Tool Town. Really, that yeah. scares obvious tears, but I, I will not hide you through this. I want you to help them. really into this one i know you got tool town but this felt like a butt dive to me more than oh. anything i felt like this was a hundred percent but <laughs> yeah i mean certainly you can have yeah butt dive in tool town but yeah. had you ever heard of this band before never never no never you, you want to know something they're yeah. still a band they're still touring wow what they did a european tour in 2018 they have released albums they have one two three four five six seven eight albums the Holy most what? of which that was released in 2017 uh it doesn't look like they've had any single consistent member for their entire time they've had some like long long stretches of members but um who's maybe. is it is there like one guy who's been there the whole time no there isn't actually there's one guy who's been there ryan johnson who seems to have been on leading guitar and backing vocals from 99 through two seven, 2017 uh the lead vocalist uh a guy named jesse appears to have been there since about 2002 through current um, and there was a guy named Matt who was a guitarist who was there. It looks like he took a break from about 2010 to 2016, but is back. There's So there's been a lot of like dipping in and out, but uh, I'd never heard of these guys, but they have some sustain. So uh, another uh, Howard Benson came in. He produced their 2009 album, the Feeding the Wolves album. So. Oh, wow. Benson's got his fingers all over this one. He does. On the DVD, the DVD is uh, all the bands on the uh, as they appeared throughout the night. So Corn uh, is at the end of the DVD. Ten Years is the second band. We'll let you know who the opening band was a little mm-hmm. later. They actually, this song is not on the uh, DVD. They have the song Waking Up and the song Autumn Effect on the DVD. What I can tell you about how they look, lead singer... Huge dreads performed shirtless in yellow galoshes. Quite a look. Audience reaching out to them. He's reaching out to them, making connections. I got to tell you, I didn't see a ton of pits because I don't know if all the venues could accommodate them. Well, this band can't accommodate a pit. Well, I mean, that's true. But still, people were in the zone for 10 years it didn't look like they were like oh it's 10 years who cares like the people up front they're reaching their hands out they're feeling it they're living feeling for the, 10 years they're living the living for 10 years maybe it's 20 i don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's their anniversary 
Jenny, if you want to, we'll go right into the next song. If I want to, then we won't. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, up next we got Stone Sour with Through Glass. Guess what? I said, guess what? What? Looking at you through the glass, telling me I must have missed Wait, Matt. Wait. No one ever tells. What's that, buddy? No, no. Just keep listening. Sitting alone inside your head. Guess I'm looking at you through the glass. Don't know when it's time is best. All I know is that it feels that forever. But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home. Sitting all alone inside your head. Are you fucking ready for this, dude? I always expect Clown Wait. to just tackle him. I have I have never laughed so loudly in my car that him going, are you fucking ready? And then continue to acoustically strum. Like... <laughs> let, me, let me rewind that. But no one ever tells you that forever feels like home. Sitting all alone your head. Are you fucking ready for this, dude? How do you feel? I I was so thrown because I don't know this Stone Sour song. And so I thought, oh, maybe a drop's about to happen. But maybe a drops of Jupiter is about to happen. Yeah. Shit I'm like train. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what? I like now. I'm thinking Rob Thomas. It uh, sounds like this. Seriously, this whole song sounds like a tonic song to me. Yes. I want to be like, if she could only see you away. I mean, I really want the guys in tonic to be like, are you ready for this, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh. Everybody in Slipknot are the other members of Tonic. Oh! <laughs> they all wear masks. I, I got to tell you, it, it really just watching the videos of this, because this performance is on uh, is on the DVD. And it's it's like, because uh, Jenny, did you go to the one, the Cornstone Sour, or did you, you didn't see that one, did you? No. Okay, then that was that just was you us. and me. That was us, you and me, Matt. And that's where we realized very quickly that Stone Sour is is the Corey Taylor hour, and he Absolutely. is he is in his zone, and uh, he definitely was like he's just he's just riding a vibe. I want a supercut of uh, Corey is obsessed with hands because my dude calls to see hands a lot. Does he? He might be a palm reader. Let me see those hands. <laughs> you let never me, know. Let me see those hands. Let me see those lifelines. That's that an one. unusual lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> it intersects with your... <laughs> wow, you're going to be married four times. <laughs> your you prosperity mother- line is short. <laughs> uh, you motherfuckers ready for me to predict your future? I'd never heard Stone Sour, so... Um, Not a great introduction for you, then. I mean, I don't know... if. I didn't have, like, it just looks, it. every time I saw Stone, 
sour. It looks like Stone Soup, which is a book I read as a child. Yes. Oh, I, yes. I remember Stone Soup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's an important book. <laughs> it's a very mm. important. I don't know. It sucked, though. I mean, it didn't suck. It just was like, I would say they're broadening their audience a little bit. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, mean whoa. to tell me that these guys is looking at ladies going, get on the bus? Through glass? I've looked at some ladies through glass. You know what I, I mean? I've been admit. to Denmark. You know what I mean? Me too. Oh my God. I thought this woman was a mannequin. She started moving, scared the shit out of me. Could have put my dick in her, but I was running too fast. I don't know why I said Denmark when I meant Budapest, but who cares? Which Budapest. One? Budapest. Which one has a red light district? They yeah. all got red light districts if you Just look hard you enough. Look for it. You gotta you look know? for the red light. Yeah, listen, if you don't have a red light, you get out a little bit of paint and you put it on the bulb, red light district. Roxanne. Turn, <laughs> Turn it on off. The red light. Turn, Turn it, it on. on. What's your fucking problem, Roxanne? Turn Roxanne. It on. Come on, turn it on. I'm outside. Do you ever think like women realize that they got pussies? Cause they should. No, they don't, man. Uh. Trust me. My wife, oh. God bless her, no idea she has a pussy. You got it. No you, idea. I no know idea. it to be true. I asked it, her one day, do you have a pussy? And she said, shut up. And I was like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She, she doesn't know. know. You know what you got to do? You got to do what I do. Leave a little post-it note on the fridge saying, don't forget your pussy. There it is. Mm, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Good broad Speaking, uh, of, speaking of pussies, this next song is called Shove It. It's Fire Boys and the Deftones. My own summer. Shove it. <laughs> Worth the price of admission? I would say so. It's confession time. Confess. Confess, Matt. Long, long, long time listeners of the show will remember when we did those early Deftone albums and that I was just a heap of salt over here. Just uh, not into it. Not liking it. Guys, I put this on by my own volition the other day. Matt, we've worn you down. <laughs> you really have. You have broken my spirit. <laughs> that was our starting goal. <laughs> I texted Jenny. I said, we're going to get Matt to listen to the Deftones if we got to do 170 of these. It's 170 hey, episodes. He's going to wish he was listening to the Deftones by the end of this. I got to say, um, I have way underestimated this band and uh i like what they're doing uh the deftones are fucking great there it is i don't know if i'm still if i'm gonna go back to adrenaline but i'll take uh the fur forward (laughs) all right matt thank you for confessing thank you matt all right, well, I guess we can just pack this show up. Our work. No, all right, well, that was the last episode of <laughs> Oh, <Rush>. wow. <laughs> um, I got to say, watching, 
I mean, I thought this sounded super awesome watching the DVD. Chino. This is a bigger Chino era. A little bigger. But he is still. Husky. He's husky. But man, he's still got that swagger, baby. He is up there on the stage. He is dancing. He is jumping. He is grinding. And everyone is ready for it. He's rocking some uh, 70s era athletic socks pulled all the way up. Fucking circle pit going to this song. Like everybody, you know, Maddie, I always think about you and you say, you know, what do you want the pit to do? The pit is at the ready for this song. Everyone is primed during these verses. Like, yeah, we're grinding, but that drop's going to happen and we're going to fuck each other up and it's going to be amazing. Top shelf work from our boys. Now, as we know, we've talked about it in the past. Deftones have not toured with Korn in a long time and with any new metal bands. And so I was honestly very surprised that they were on this tour. I didn't know that they ever did Family Values. So on the DVD, they, they do little interviews with everybody. And Chino is talking. He's like, we're all family. We're having a great time. And then they talk to Fieldy. And he says that Ross, he tells the story about Ross being like, you got to hear these guys, Corn. You got to hear Deftones. So Ross is the guy who introduced, the angel introduced Deftones to Corn. And they also talked to Monkey, and Monkey says, you know, we asked Deftones to tour with us for a long time, but they were trying to establish themselves in the indie world, but we're very glad that they decided to hang out with us again this summer. And then they cut to Chino, and for whatever reason, he's wearing Edna Mode glasses for this one part. And I I'm just sorry, thought that, what does that mean? Uh, Edna the Mode from The Incredibles. Black frame glasses. Oh. Like, kind of oh, cat's oh, oh. eye, but... Yeah. But not, like, sunglasses. No, they were... They were big glasses. I now understand what you mean. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Whose You're anniversary welcome. is it? Yeah, oh, man. It's 10 years. 10 years. It's been 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Oh, um, so this is, yeah, this was a huge highlight for me. Jenny, I mean, your general thoughts? You know, I love this song. You know, I love Chino. That's it. There you have it. I wrote in my notes, they should have given us the whole set. <laughs> I agree. I would have rather listened to that. Yeah, that would have been very nice. <laughs> no offense to the rest of this album. No, no offense. Especially um, no offense to this next band. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a band that has been uh, recommended to us a few times, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this is Deer and Gray. They're a Japanese heavy metal band. Uh, and this song is called Merciless Cult.
The Japanese do not half-ass, buddy. No, another band that is still around. This band is still around. Last album they released, 2018. They have it. And it's been more than 10 years since this compilation. Good for them. <laughs> That's true. More than 10 years. I I have to say like I don't I don't know a ton about Japanese metal. I know that I like Boris. Mm-hmm. I know that I like Melt Banana. But I feel like even uh I watch a lot of wrestling with Mitch. We watch a lot of like stuff and every time I like something he's like, "Oh yeah, they were big in New Japan." Like fucking It's the best. It's the best. It's just the best. And I I really did like this song. It was weird. This band has more genre tags than I've ever seen in my life. And I won't read them all to you, but one of them is new metal. (laughs) It was a really like interesting, weird, fun departure from what we've seen on these albums for me. I'm very curious about what you thought, Lauren. I was I we had been warned that we might not like these guys. And when this song started, I was like, this is an interesting warble, but we've got some chug. So you have my attention. We get to that chorus where my man is just going ape shit. I said, I'm on board. I wrote in my notes. They got the chug and the screams. It sounds crazy. I wrote more of this, please. This is family values, baby. Wow. All right. So I was on board. And then let me tell you, the, these guys on the DVD delivered okay really okay so they start so all most of the uh every time a band is introduced they cut to jonathan davis and ask for his thoughts and he's like yeah they're crazy they like cut their mouths open and bleed all over the place i love it and i was like what and indeed they're doing this song and then all of a sudden the lead singer is spitting blood out of his mouth and smearing it all over his face and going insane. And I was hey. like, that's what I'm talking about. And they are on the lineup third. So they're they're before Flyleaf. Flyleaf is fourth. And they're just like, you know what? We're going to cover the stage in our blood. We don't give a fuck. We're so you're telling it. me that Corey Taylor came out and said, you fucking ready for this? After and kept acoustic strumming after a man cut his mouth and spit blood on his hands and wiped it all over his face. Indeed, he wow. did. And, and also confidence. I, what confidence. Cre- oh, Corey Taylor. There is multiple interviews with Corey on the DVD, and my man is never anything less than one thousand percent confident. He plays all of the sets in a teaser t-shirt and blazer outfit. Meanwhile, Duran Gray shirtless, covered in blood. Just putting that out there. Oh, I um, forgot this was T-shirt and blazer era. Mm-hmm. Oh this yeah, this is when the T-shirt and blazer became acceptable. Guilty. I rock the T-shirt blazer many, oh. a, many, many a year. Tell you in what, mid two thousands. So did I. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. Lady version. <laughs> <laughs> was it a lady version, or did I just dress like a dude? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Speaking of Stone Sour, we're going to have to listen to one more song by them. All right. And it's called Reborn. You're all about to be fucking baptized. This song is called Reborn! (laughs) 
hardcore on this album this one's a little better but yes it's still like it's no slipknot and i know that's an unfair comparison but it's the same singer it's close but not quite there and you can't not compare it and so it's sort of like i don't even know i I feel like him doing songs like through glass makes more sense than him doing songs like this which are almost slipknotty but not right is derivative isn't the right word but i don't know what else to call it it's like you can't help but think of slipknot when you hear Corey's voice because it's so easily identifiable with slipknot right right so when you hear stone sour and you hear them get aggressive you think oh is this slipknot but then he starts singing which he does a lot more of on stone sour comparatively to slipknot Mm mm-hmm and it's like, what? What's happening? I kind of agree yeah. with you. Like, if he would have went full like Boggy Depot. Oh my! Oh Whoa! My. Oh boy! Well, well, my thought was that I I was thinking about the differences between Pantera and Down, and the differences. With that is that, for one, Down is doing more of a Southern rock thing. They're not doing a metal thing. But also, Phil's voice, Phil from Pantera, is completely different when he sings with Down. He's singing. He's not really screaming. And so the things that he's doing in Pantera, he's not doing in uh, in Down. And honestly, he isn't doing in any of his... If you go and listen to the various Phil Anselmo side projects... He's doing something different. He has a different aim. And with Corey in Stone Sour, and I remember that was the big criticism of the third Slipknot album was that they had all these softer songs. And it was like, oh, is is Slipknot going Stone Sour, you know? And I think at the time I remember thinking like that's like not valid. They're just stretching their, you know, trying new things. But the thing is that like if you don't have that album, you just have the self-titled and Iowa then there's a bigger gulf between Stone Sour and Slipknot. But once you do bring in the softer things in Slipknot, the gulf is smaller. And then it's sort of like, why even have Stone Sour? Why do they even exist? You're also doing this softer stuff better in Slipknot. I mean, it's different guys. It's, you know, they got to work. They got families to put food on. So, I mean, I get that, but... They got to put food on their families. You got to put food yeah, on your Yeah, you got to eat a brisket off of your wife. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. I know. <laughs> hey, bro. You ever eat a brisket off your wife? Oh, man. What yeah. do you think I had for dinner tonight? 
You gotta put food on your family. You gotta put food on your family. Trust me, you do. All right, up next, it's our anniversary. (laughs) Ten years with the song Waking Up. So I got to say, you know, they talked to the 10 years guys on the DVD. Nice gentlemen. They all seem like they're enjoying their moment, spending the summer hanging out with Corn and Deftones. Who wouldn't? That sounds like a dream summer for me. I'd love to do that. Spend the sure. summer hanging out with JD and Chino. Talking, talking shop with Monkey. Yeah, this, this one every time I just glazed over. I was like, uh, okay. It's just not it's not my bag, baby. It's not my bag. They're not bad. No. But mm, they're so butt rock that no one's ever... If no one has recommended a band to us at this point, I'm like, how am I seeing you? That's how I felt about this. I was like, I see... What is this 10 years band? That's why I forgot about them. Yeah. That's why I completely <laughs> forgot. I was like, what's this 10 years share, share everywhere like a stepdad? <laughs> and they are. They're just so buddy. They're so butt, 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 butt all day. But they don't sound bad. They no. sound like a nice butt. They do. It is a nice butt. It's a butt, but a nice one. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like. For lack of a better term, on this tour, with the songs that we've been presented with, at least, they're kind of a palate cleanser. Were well, they first? Or they were. were they... they were second. Mm. So they are. That kind of makes sense. Like you yeah. don't want to burn out the crowd. Like they're more anthemic. They're more put your hands up. They're much more of that. Like, hey, just setting the mood, guys. As a warm up, they make sense. I mean, absolutely. But, but I got to tell you though, to 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 be sitting there, to be warmed up by ten years, and then immediately have Duran Gray come out and bleed all over you, it's got to be a a wild feeling. They want you to be on your toes. <laughs> you got to be on your toes in your family values. Um, I will say, I, there was a really great quote from uh, one of the guys in Ten Years uh, that I don't think he intended it to be a diss, but it just made me laugh so much. 
um, they asked them about Stone Sour. And they said, never seen Stone Sour before, but what Corey does between songs, that's really cool. Wow. <laughs> he, he's that's, got really good banter. That's a real, like, band burn. Like, if you hear the banter, you've heard the band. Like, no, I just tune out those songs. Yeah, his banter, but, though. But Corey asking people if they're ready put your hands up you're, you're about to be baptized you're about to be baptized killed me <laughs> you're about to be baptized put your fucking hands up i'm about I... to do confirmation for this whole place <laughs> have your confirmation name ready to go are you believing in transubstantiation oh Corey, what a dream what a dream all right, up next, we've got another song from our friends in Flyleaf. This is Pride in the Name of Love featuring Richard Patrick. Isn't this a Hugh 2 song? It sure is. This next song, my good friend Richard Patrick is going to sing with us. You guys give it up for Richard Patrick. It's me, Richard His band Patrick. is called Army of Anyone. Where my filthy's at? Where my filthy's at? Is he a filthy? That's Richard Patrick from Filter. He's the lead singer. But what did she say? He's oh, this is the Army of Anyone era in which Richard Patrick teamed up with, this is crazy connections, two members of Stuntable Pilots, the DeLeo brothers. (laughs) Oh my God. And Ray Luzier, who is now Korn's drummer. And they formed a band called Army of Anyone. And New Metal Six Degrees of Separation. Yes, oh that's right. And, and here we are. I feel like I'm in a fucking web right now. <laughs> you are. A web. <laughs> uh, listen, you try as you might. Filter's always going to come back around in I'm some in way. I'm in a web and you too is the spider who's <laughs> coming to eat me. <laughs> God but, damn it. But I also feel like Jonathan Davis is on the side being like, yeah. Loving it. This works for me. <laughs> Nothing more new metal than a cover. I think we can all agree. We can all agree. Uh, there's a part at one point where, yeah, uh, Lacey is doing some sort of interesting quaver vocal on this, on her verses. And at one point, they trade screams. Always enjoy that. Oh, boy. And so, yeah, I mean. She yeah. sounded like she was going to puke at one point. She's like, he's from. And <laughs> yeah, she like, does. No. Uh, yeah. She sounds, uh, yeah, a little quavery. Uh, there but uh they interview flyleaf briefly on the dvd 
and they're like, hey, you know, super great. You're on family values. And they're just like, it is miraculous that we are on this tour. Just considering where we came from, it is miraculous. They use the word miraculous twice. And then that's it. It's the last part of the interview that you get. And uh, sadly for me, this performance is not on the DVD. Instead, uh, they have their performance of I'm So Sick and their performance of Something I Can Never Have, a Nine Inch Nails cover. I mean, one for of my me, favorites. That's yeah. one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails That's songs. a great one. So I, uh, you know, I mean, me, I mean, listen, I'm, 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 pretty, uh, I'm pretty into Flyleaf at this point. Richard Patrick rolls out. This is, this is all for me. Oh, I forgot this incredible quote. They talk about how Flyleaf got on the tour. And so JD and Monkey said that they picked them because they did some opening dates for Corn in Europe and they were like, yeah. And then David, sounding surprised, goes, I'm a Flyleaf fan now. There we go. Sounds like the consensus. You got to listen to them and then you like them. That's right. All right. Up next, we got another Deer and Gray song. This is called Rio. I'm going to fuck this up. Ryojuku no Ame. to this anime is by Deering Gray. Yeah. Once again, I'm into these guys, you know? I mean, they are have all these things. They got the electronics. We got Bloopy Boys. We got Chug. We got Scream. It's a little weird. It's a little operatic. They make it work. I enjoyed it as well. Matt and They're a weird band. I, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, I'm Matt, feeling the weirdness. Matt and us. It, it's wild because when I... F- first heard them i was taken back in a time machine to the one and only time i was lucky enough to see nirvana live and on that tour boredoms opened up Mm. and it totally felt like this very weird parallel because uh boredoms is a japanese noise rock band that is at times inaccessible um, it felt like one song for their whole set, and it was just madness start to finish. And if I would have gone to this um, Family Values tour, and Deering Gray comes out, and they're cutting their mouths and bleeding all over the place, I would have also had that same kind of experience, where it's like, this isn't the quote-unquote American ideal of a rock and roll band or a new metal band. This is something else. And um, there's part of me that loves that, you know, that there's other parts of the world in the country that just go, oh, that's your idea. Well, here's our idea. And we go for it. 
I think it's fucking badass. This isn't my favorite song. It does sound like an anime intro, but I respect the hell out of it. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Let's just say it. Let's start chanting USA again because we are back to a true blue American. That's right. This is our pride and joy. Join up to listen to Corn do a medley of Shoots and Ladders and Wicked featuring Chino Moreno. In the distance. <laughs> Bagpips. <laughs> Bagpips. Bagpips. <laughs> this is when it was still safe to have bagpeeps. Indeed. Resolve it. Resolve it, Jonathan. This ticket's going to be open for a little bit. There it is. So, so Matt, if you want to if, if you want to go to two fifty eight, two fifty eight, and here we go. All right, Matt. Incredible knickknack paddywhack. I just had to hear that. It's amazing. And then as Jenny said, I, okay, so on my first listen of this song, I was just listening to my car. I had no idea about any of the guests. So when Richard Patrick showed up on Pride, I, I, I was overjoyed. I was like, oh my gosh, who else is going to show up? on these songs so then in the middle of this thing i'm hearing shoots and ladders i'm of course thrilled love shoots and ladders it's in the canon give a dog a bone give a dog a bone it's matt, in the canon it's in the canon matt if you go to 340 and just imagine my glee ladies and gentlemen we're bringing out our homeboy chino marino from the deftones everybody make a whole bunch of noise I screamed. This is a song we did way back in the day. It's been a long time since me and him have done this. So I'm allowed Chino to kick this shit off. You ready? I'm ready, dog. can't play the whole thing you know i can't you can't play the whole thing but i gotta tell you 
we haven't talked about it in a while. Ross's rules. Ross Robinson, oh, the angel. Oh, shit. And Ross has some rules. Three of them. Three of them. But he's got this other rule that we don't talk about as often. I mean, he's got his rewriting rule. He's you got to sing it like you mean it. But he's got this other rule that's really just for him. That really, depending, you can't do anything about. And he asks, never do any of these songs better live than we do it in the studio. You guys, this version of Wicked, this is the version. You not... think this is better than Ice Cube? No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the version that's on Life is Peachy. Okay. Now this version. This. I was over the moon with this. Chino's performance. He is locked in. He is hyped. He is excited. There's passion. Not to say he wasn't passionate when he did it on Life is Peachy, but this thing. Oh, chills. I'm so happy. So happy. I wrote, Chino is crushing in my notes. Chino did a great job. I also wrote that the guests on this album almost feel like a makeup for how much Aaron Lewis was on the 2001. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Because, I mean, that 2001, it was just like every other song. It's like, hey, you know, we got Rebecca here. Oh, okay, cool. And Aaron Lewis. Have you met Aaron Lewis? That literally happens. Have you met Aaron? But here it's like, lead singer, filter. Chino's on a song. This is what I'm talking about. Jenny, what'd you think? Uh, I I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked it. I also wasn't looking at the uh, liners when I was listening to it. So I was surprised to hear my boy arrive. It was very good. I thought it was great. I thought they did a great job. And... If you thought Chino was gone, you're wrong, because the next song is Deftones, Nosebleed. What's out in Boston? The fuck? How you feeling? How you feel? Go ahead. Deftones came to crush. That's what they came to do. Yeah. Isn't there language in this song that seems like it shouldn't have been okay in 2006? Probably. I didn't dive in too late. Was there a particular line that I missed? I believe there's an F in this. (laughs) Oh, is there? I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm pretty sure I was like, ah, oh, in 2006. And then I thought back to 2006 and I was like, oh, yeah, in 2006. 2006. So. Different time. Hey, language evolves. And it that's does. a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Are we ready for the next song? I'm ready. All right. Back to the good old U.S. of A. USA. <laughs> USA. We've got... Because Deftones <laughs> are from... The USA. But super duper USA is Corn with song uh, Freak on a Leash featuring a special guest that I'll just let you hear. Matt, if you want to go to two minutes, you got it, buddy. That sounds like Corey Taylor from Slipknot. It sure Stone is. Sour. And Stone Sour. That's right. Corey Taylor comes out. And this is on the DVD. So you get to see them do this live. And let me tell you, Corey Taylor is out there like he is like in a tag team match with Jonathan Davis. And they are just tagging in and tagging out on crushing shit. They do the go in unison together, which is very cool. And then at one point, Corey does a backward thumbs up at Jay-Z, at Jay-Z, at JD for the <laughs> scat part of Freak. Is, like oh. he's tossing him the ball. Like he's I literally, see. yeah. Like he's I just thought like, you meant an, a thumbs down. No, no, no. He, he, like he, no, no, no. Like, like he was like, yeah, like, like basically he was at the front. It was, it was like he was doing like a no look pass. Like he I did see. his part and then he's like, he flicked his hand like. Back over to my guy, and then JD started scatting, and they're just yeah, they're practically like just running across the stage and high fiving each other. Like I said, what was this Family Values tour like? Is having fun with your family and friends, literally having a blast. I was into uh, it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good as well. All right, up next, got another one hundred percent American song, uh, "Blind" by Corn. Okay, Boston, this song is... Thank you. 
hit activated. How could it not be? How could it not be? How? What a song. What a song. Fucking hell, man. I just want to shake everybody's hand who made this song. Right. Like, what an intro. This the is... Thing go for it. The kills me about Blind is the part that we don't play next. Because... That intro is so fucking good. It's like the best first introduction ever. <laughs> like, really, that is the hypest. The hypest. It's, it's so hype. And it's honestly the 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 writing the symbol that long is almost a touch too long, but that makes the eventual drop like all the teases in there even sweeter when the drop actually happens. And also, I gotta say, the way he intros this song, the way he screams blind, that's probably the best that this song has ever been introduced ever. That was yeah. every time he I says, be blind. Yeah, he gets yeah he he adds a couple syllables in there. <laughs> I love it, and they sound they sound fucking huge. They sound great. I loved it. It was so great that I was remember that I first listened in the car. I went, wow, what a great way to end the CD. What a great right. final song. You know, let's let's all just go home. Let's all just say, hey, that's great. <laughs> but then. The CD Matt, kept going. Matt slipped me a note, and it says, how respectful of our time is this album? I, yeah, I did. He did. I thought he was like giving me like a salary negotiation. I was like, I'll <laughs> He's like, like how number. about this? <laughs> um, it's 70 minutes and 39 seconds. Yeah, that's... Uh, it doesn't that's surprise not, you. No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there seems to be a song that they definitely could have cut off. Oh, no. This last song is by a band known as Deadsy. And it's called Carrying Over. This is a song called Carrying Over. Guess I didn't need to say it. I'm on the outside. Oh. I'm looking in. Can see through you. So this is roll. the real fucking deal. <laughs> Elijah Blue, Cher's son. <laughs> get, get your fucking lighters in the air. This is Elijah Blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's this song. Yep. So, Denzi, closing out the CD. So, uh, so you know, the lineup. When you would show up for these shows, generally, not counting Bury Your Dead and Walls of Jericho, who might show up on various dates. It would be Deadsy opening, followed by 10 Years, Duran Gray, Flyleaf, Stone Sour, Deftones, and then Corn. And Powerhouse. I mean, the build up there, I mean, honestly, you know, it honestly, it's paced pretty well because you can go to the bathroom after Flyleaf. And get some fries if you're a DTE. And mm. then roll back in after Stone Sour is done and check out the tones right into corn. And uh, on the DVD, Jonathan Davis works very hard to justify why Deadsy are on this tour. Says a whole bunch of stuff about how they've been a band for a really long time. But no one's heard of them. But they're good. You should check them out. 
Um, he sounds the most he's ever sounded like a guy at a record store. He's like, you should check out my friend's band. If you, oh, you're, oh, you're getting the postal service. Yeah. My, my friend, he messes around with electronics too. You should check it out. Here, here's his free sampler. You should check it out. He missed out on giving him the Durst bump. He should have come out and been yeah. like, this is the real motherfucking deal. Yeah. You know, he didn't. he didn't. For whatever reason. I mean, it is funny, though, that they were the opener and then Korn's like, we'll tack you on at the end. And also, the song they do, it's this song is so, I mean, this really just proved to me just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Deadsy's good at. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. They're all right. Okay. And that's the album. That is Family Values 2006, bringing an end to our theme month. And uh, now it's time uh, to talk. Canon talk. There it is. Uh, Jenny, why don't we start with you? You can talk about Family Values 2006 and talk about the Family Values as a whole. Uh, the Family Values as a whole, you know, I think it started out strong. It, it went in a couple directions that were confusing and unnecessary to me. Loved, loved that first boy to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think some of the best content for many family values came from that. That was, that was the most fun. This specific album I enjoyed. Um, I think we learned that Flyleaf wasn't as bad as we thought. Perhaps mm-hmm. even good. I heard Stones Hour for the first time. What a journey. Sounded like tonic to me. And that's fine. Ten years. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Um <laughs> A lot of this stuff I liked, but we visited several times. I will say, though, that I think I'd put the Shoots and Ladders Wicked uh, medley in there just because I think Chino and uh, the boys in Corn really did such a wonderful job with it. That's all I'd put in the canon from this one. I was glad to hear Deer and Gray. I thought they were really fun. And I, I think this is probably my second favorite Family Values album overall. Lauren, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I kind of have the same feeling as you did about the whole journey. It's it's uh it starts off in a in a very fun, loose way. Things get a little weird around 01. but this this one actually feels like more of a writing the ship than I expected. I kind of thought this would be maybe a fiasco, maybe just kind of a mess. Um, the fact that it was so commercially successful and they were surprised by that maybe is the reason we even got this thing they're like oh okay everybody showed up i mean let's give them a souvenir uh because they did one more after this in 07 and there's no cd with that one but uh yeah for this one i uh this was honestly maybe on an overall standpoint maybe my favorite one it has some weak points obviously you know your stone sour your dead z but the highs are so high incredible corn incredible chino surprise work from flyleaf I mean, I'm going to have to echo David. Said, I'm a Flyleaf fan now. I'm surprised as you are. And then I wrote, is there something for the canon here? And I, I'm once again, I'm with you, Jenny. The Shoots and Laddered Wicked performance, it feels important. That's what I wrote. So I would, I would also say that that would be a good addition to the canon. Matt Nas. Guys, what a time to be alive. <laughs> right? What a time to be alive. What what a touring concert to see. Like, the big festivals now just seem to be 
anchored on the coasts. I mean, there's Pitchfork and Lollapalooza that are in Chicago, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of your big festivals are are coastal now. There isn't a lot of touring festivals. I mean, Knotfest is doing their best right now. Right. They're kind of got like a touring Knotfest thing that they're seeing how it goes. But I think the thing that I've learned most from this family values um, experience is that corn over time has become such an important rock band. Not just a new metal band, a rock band. Like they are important to music mm-hmm. in a way that I never in a million years thought I would say. But like to see them come back to form in 2006, they released the album the year before, they're touring it. They sell 400,000 seats to this festival that they kind of put together of bands they thought were interesting. It's really a testament to their power, even when they're not at their peak anymore. Like, just doing Untouchables last week and coming to this and kind of being like, that was the most excess a band could possibly have in making a record. And here we are a few years later, I mean, four years later, after, you know, some inner band turmoil, obviously Brian leaving the band for a while. And they're still commanding an audience, still killing it tighter than they've been in a long time. I'm I'm just uh, showering corn with praise on this one. The album itself, yeah, I would definitely put in the Shoots and Ladders um, Wicked uh, mix. I think I think that's a really great example of capturing a moment that you don't have in any of the other ones. I mean, sure, there's the outside with Fred Durst, but that's not really canon worthy. That is a unfortunately memorable moment, iconic in a way. In a way, yeah. Um, but not essential to the canon. Right. Not the new metal canon. Not the butt new- rock canon. Butt rock canon. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. there. Um, I feel like I've talked for too long, but I guess my whole experience with this is it's a lot more important than I thought it was. And it was great to revisit it. 2001 was a misstep, a return to form in 2006, a cash grab, it seems, in 2007 that probably didn't work out the way that they wanted it to be. But I think Corn comes out of this as the real big winners. I agree. I agree. Oh, you called corn important. I know. <laughs> we both came around. <laughs> That's so weird. Guys, three years of doing this. <sighs> they won us over. There you have it. It's like a romantic comedy. <laughs> right. Who would think that three years later, we you, you guys would change your opinions on corn? Matt would be listening to Deftones freely, not under duress. And Jenny would have a personal message sent to her from the lead singer of Cold. Who no one would, have guessed. would have guessed any of that was possible? And no here one. we are. Oh, boy. So there you have it. Shoots and Ladders Wicked featuring Chino in the canon. And that does bring us to the end of our theme month and the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Are we going to do, I said theme month, theme summer. 
the end of our theme summer. But uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. You know, let us know, should we do another theme autumn, theme winter, theme spring, or another theme month? I don't know. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know. Uh, send us send us that message. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, Matt. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.